our first question of the evening. And I thought that this would be the perfect one to start us off. I mean, out of all the questions, there was no better. There was no contest for this one. This question comes to us from Rissa Rose. What are the qualifications to get a bachelor's degree in thundering dumbassery? I'm glad she was paying attention to the intro of episode three. That was an outtake. Was it an outtake? Yeah, those oh, are the qualifications. Was an be bad at your, be horrible at your job. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's a, 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 hey, we're answering the question. <laughs> the qualifications to get a bachelor's degree is to be really bad at your job and mix everything up all the time. Always. You cannot be straightforward. You cannot have structure, precision, or order. You just have to be an active screw-up. It's a lifestyle choice. It's not a phase. It is who you are. It is, and for those identity. looking to get one, it's not that hard. <laughs> we we implore you. We invite <laughs> you. We encourage you. This is this is higher education, my friend. We are the bronze standard. We are the bronze standard. <laughs> so step right up. <laughs> it sounds like a like a like a festival attraction. You're kind of just like step right up. Get your bachelor's degree. Get your bachelor's degree right here. Step on up. Come on. First come, first serve. Yeah, just like, how, how much, how much, is, uh, what do I need to do to get such a, such a, a highly regarded degree? Well, really, you, your being here is <laughs> quite enough. Just by listening to us, you're already, you're already getting credits you're on your, that you need. You're on your way. takers for our bachelor's degree aside from us i would oh we got one were we supposed to have a guest this time i don't think that was in the script i'll be happy to uh sign up where do i sign up i'm a i'm a complete dumbass i need to i need to (laughs) (laughs) so not only do we have stealthabot and project 422 films here for this the fifth episode of this podcast but ladies and gentlemen moose the creator a king moose Hey, what it do? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, do? So, surprise, listeners, we said the duo episodes would be back-to-back with guest episodes, but this week, we're bringing you something else, and we're kind of changing it up a bit, so... Just this once, don't get used to it, we can't exactly. afford to get this prime talent all the time, <laughs> our bachelor's degrees can only take us so far... Mm-hmm. Luckily, Moose has agreed to do this for free. <laughs> Otherwise, we would never financially no, recover no, no, from no, this. No, 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 no. Oh, Moose is priceless, but we're here, and uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> and last. I hope not. Well, thanks for uh, having me here. <laughs> I love the podcast. I love what you guys are doing. Uh, I'm happy to be here, and i like to thank the economy. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> they start playing the music. <laughs> so... Moose is here as a special guest because rather than this be a conversational interview style thing, clearly us two knuckleheads trying to juggle a Q&A style session is a bad idea. Basically, he's going to be reading off the questions and kind of moderating us. Essentially, he is our outline. The questions are the script uh, that we're probably going to 
derail instantly, knowing a certain somebody Hi. who shall not be named. Well, I mean, just I, uh... one question, you guys just completely <laughs> just crashed and burned, so you guys definitely need me. Yeah, yeah, we need we need someone with a, a slightly better sense of sanity than us. See, this is why you help us uh, out here. go to your nearest store and buy a Moose the Creator if you can, because I feel like everybody needs one. Yeah, it'll be life. near the Mezco Isle if you can find it. <laughs> so also, he, he, he's still the he's still the Moose Co King. Yeah. He's still you can get your own custom Moose the Creator figure. It comes with new balances, even in death. I'm still the moose. But yeah, um, before we begin this Q&A sesh, a couple of housekeeping things. As always, if you're watching this on YouTube, you could see our social media handles that you can check out our profiles, our content. Hopefully you're subscribed to the Animators Assembled YouTube channel. But we also have our podcast available on Spotify as well as other platforms. So if you prefer to utilize those instead, those are options. And by all means, go for it. On top of that, the Animators Assembled YouTube channel and podcast would not exist without the Discord server. Um, we've been pretty bad about advertising this in a couple of other episodes where we just kind of almost forgot to say it and we had to go back and re-record and say, oh yeah, by the way, uh, this wouldn't be possible without this. I mean, in terms of getting a bachelor's degree. We're at the top of the class. We're the gold standard in that in that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in that regard. Uh, but yeah, if you're interested in anything pertaining to this community of content creators, feel free to join our server. You don't have to be an animator, past or present or future, in order to be part of it. You can have any kind of interest, whether it be animation or fandom content pertaining to the stuff that we usually animate in. So. The mainline franchises that are pretty popular. There are several of them. And or if you're just passionate about filmmaking or acting or writing or anything in those capacities, and you just want a community of passionate creators to get in touch with and network with, this is the place to be. So feel free to join and us. I have, and I have none of those things, but yet they still you're have still, me. You're still, you were a former animator. You are a... You're still a content creator because you do incredible fan edits. You do have ideas for potential new projects that I will not dive into. I will not uh, expose your hand, but you do have some magic trips, uh, magic trips, magic tricks, magic trips. Yeah, yeah, we love magic trips. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm sorry, that's really Dude, funny. my master's degree. Just <laughs> I just hear the ching. It just keeps going <laughs> off, man. Um, Magic. But yeah, Moose is a former Stomach animator, figure collector. He's still an editor of content. He's still very involved in the community. He is a voice actor, a writer, and other things. So he very much deserves the love and respect and role that he has in this Amers Assembled server. And we are very grateful to have you. Thank you for your time and for putting up with us and our Thank bowl. you for being the glue that holds this thing together. Because believe it or not, if uh, if it were only Michael and I doing this, uh, this Q&A, it would suck. Yeah, well... Well, again, thanks for having me here. You know, even though I'm doing this for free, the only thing you guys are paying me in is feeding my ego, and you guys are doing great so far. Hell yeah. I mean, I got I got plenty more where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're, we're starting with the questions now? Yeah? The floor is yours, Moose. All right. Well, as the great Phil DeFranco says, let's just jump into it. 
So, uh, uh, so how about we start off with uh, very first question you have has listed? It's uh, is from me. Hey, yo, so guess starting up with a starting up with a bang here is uh, how did you two become friends? That that's you want, my... the, you want the real answer or the real answer? Uh, whichever one is most likely to get a laugh out of me. Uh, who says we're friends? Exactly. We're in... Have to put up with 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 Project Four Twenty Two film. I'm under a contract. Yeah, <laughs> my soul was damned. You took it. Uh, <laughs> you're just like, man. Nah. I wish I had a podcast. Devil's like done. All right, here's one of my devil spawns. His name's Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> His name. He has I wish YouTube I had my YouTube too. channel back. Ah, yes, here. <laughs> <laughs> this guy clearly isn't going anywhere. I mean, how about you two suffer together? But in all seriousness, um. At least my answer is we were both independent stop motion artists. I also was a voice actor. I found out about him and his work through him requesting me by email for the role of Hank Pym in Ant-Man the Black Ant. Yeah, I was desperate. He heard my work as Hank Pym in another project. You came across as not, though. You came across as incredibly professional. Boy, I wish I knew then. <laughs> Bachelor's degree in thundering dumbassery, man. I just... My blinders were on completely, completely just did not see it coming. But I got this very professional email from Daniel about playing this role in this project that he was clearly passionate about. I checked out his YouTube channel. He had some promising work. I really liked his professionalism and I liked that he uh, reached out to me with it's sort of like just like it, he kind of was like I heard you in this and I really I really enjoyed your performance. And I was wondering if you would like to uh, lend your talents to this humble little project that I'm doing. It felt very like the script, like uh, the script, once I got it, felt very professional as well. It felt like a true screenplay. It didn't feel like a stop motion. It felt like a film that was being done in the style of stop motion, if that makes sense. It was cool to voice for him. And then we didn't talk for a little while until the project came out. I went through some ish in my own life with my my own channel and other stuff that was going on. And I was kind of taking a step away until Daniel reached out to me saying, hey, I'm going to be doing a live stream director's commentary for the Black Ant, that thing you voiced in that one time. And I wanted to know if you would like to be a guest on it. And I was hesitant to say yes, but I did say yes. And it was one of the most fun, enjoyable experiences in my entire content creating career and after that we just started talking we were joking about a super duper cut of the black ant for a director's cut with additional scenes and content and we ended up just started brainstorming a sequel i pitched a sequel to the black ant called ant-man irredeemable and from that point on we just we were just very collaborative creative and we were very it was very cool to like bounce ideas off of each other and from that point on, we just started having this rapport and this actual bond and friendship that even extended beyond just, you know, creating and collaborating. We ended up developing this brotherly sort of dynamic and relationship, one that I'm incredibly grateful for every day since. Uh -huh. Do you have anything to add to that? Or I remember <laughs> actually, even before the director commentary for the Black Ants director's cut, we had a conversation the night before because i had no idea how google hangouts worked <laughs> and so I, I was like hey you want to kind of help me out and 
see how this thing works. Yeah, back when Google Hangouts was the prime YouTube live stream uh, function. We got on call and it was was really weird because being a person who's just basically got zero source of communication outside of, you know, this space. I'm a, I live in a box. Um, An actual cardboard box. Yeah, an actual cardboard box. But he does have a smart fridge. Yeah, in that I, do, box. Yeah, I don't know how it fit, but you know, <laughs> it's it's uh it's like the Mary Poppins bag, but um I I the love the dynamic that spawned from that because it was it was it was almost like I I knew him forever at that point. It sounds really really cheesy, but that's how it happened, and I was like, oh, this is this is what a person sounds like, and so I reached out in the comment section because he had these question of the day. Yeah. And I'd answer all that stuff. So we kind of had a pre-established. Yeah, it was, it it, it was, I I don't want to say it was gradual because it really wasn't. It's something that happened because you said, yeah, it was kind of like, because you're bringing up stuff that I almost forgot about. Like, I remember, like, I remember things very vividly, but then there's little things that you're helping me recall. It's like, wow, I almost forgot about, like, this little thing. There is so much more history now between us and all that we've been <laughs> able to do and all that we still hope to do. It's it's truly incredible. I think that the best part, how we became friends, I think ultimately in the very beginning, both of us kind of inspired each other to do better and be better because I was the right. voice actor that inspired him to, you know, reach out and try to get the best of the best talent. He inspired me to be better, to take a look at someone who I didn't even know and take a leap of faith. And there's potential here. Maybe there's maybe there's something worth exploring with this. I think even more so now, we uh, the best part about our friendship, aside from just the brotherhood aspect of it, is that we really do push each other to do better and be better with whatever we do and whoever we are, like with whatever I'm working on, with with whatever he's working on uh, in terms of content, in terms of just whatever we're doing with our time and our lives. We, we really kind of strive to be the best version of ourselves that we can be because we have each other's backs on that front. And that kind of spawned into the creation of the podcast. I really think that Amir's Assembled the connection that we have, we kind of want to share that with other content creators and really build the community and bring everyone together in that way. So that's probably the best way to cap off that question. <laughs> we have a, bu- you, you know, we were joking about how there weren't like enough questions. Maybe that was a good thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was a blessing in disguise. Well, I think it's also because, you know, you guys' answers are really heartfelt and really genuine and uh i feel like having that aspect to you guys being like all right this is gonna be great because i'm I'm really curious to hear what you guys answers are and your dynamic how that's gonna bounce off so all right moderator what's up next (laughs) on the hit list and let's see if we let's see if we're able to answer this one in less than (laughs) a year right okay so next one is um how do you become the character through voice acting? And that is from Zap Genesis. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was like looking at the next uh, question that was no, written down. I, you, know, like, no, you know, I have, you a I, have a stra- I have a strategy, man. Moose is being a great moderator. You know, we, we, we put him on the spot being like, can you do this for us? And he's like, sure. But 
the 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 he, new rig he's taking care of us real good he he knows what's up because i was gonna say it's ironic that we were going to start talking about a question that pertains to the podcast we started to answer it a little bit but um i just wanted to quickly say that i wonder what's going to be faster us making content or us just talking like we make content because i think we're more productive at you know we talk a big game for people who hardly <laughs> actually make content yeah, you're right. You're so right. I guess talking is our content now. There are way more episodes to animators assembled than Batman Under the Dark. Or continuations to any Stealthabot projects, such as the super duper cut that I've been promising for, you know, two years. But Batman Under the Dark was five, so that e- that's easily talked. Sorry, but, go on, Michael. <laughs> but to answer the question about how to become the character that we're voicing through voice acting... This is a really good question, and this is this is a question that's good for me because I started out as a theater actor. That's my background. Before I even pursued voice acting, I I like to do voice impressions, but stage acting is where I is where I got my start. That's my origin story. So I factor that sort of stage acting attack or approach to my voice acting. I'm very much acting with my face and body language, expression, all of that. I'm basically giving a physical, visual performance, but you only get to feel that through my voice, through the audio. And hopefully that is communicated and it comes across, It it's carried through. Basically, I, I kind of look at each character when I can. I try to identify aspects of myself within a character as well as things that I would want to be, or maybe I wouldn't want to be based on a character. So I try to, I I try to relate to aspects of a character that are very similar to me. And I try to pinpoint which ones I, I really feel aren't like me, but are crucial towards bringing that character to life. Some characters are easier to become than others based on their voice style, based on the nuances, based on how much of an impression it has to be versus uh, how much creative liberty and freedom you're allowed to have with it. So it kind of depends. We are going to have an episode about voice acting and uh, how to not only network for voice acting, how to get connections and audition and how to perform, but also talking more about the process of acting itself. That is one of our upcoming episodes. So stay tuned for that daniel do you have anything to add to this (laughs) i don't think there is anything else to add because y'all covered all the points i think uh what kind of love are you willing to because chances are you might love voice acting but if someone asks you to do a voice that you're not really interested in doing you it's hard to say you'll give 110 percent, right so i think it's important to really have a passion for it and really love what you're working with and just love what you're doing I have the next question is uh, from Brooks19. What's the software you guys film with? Ooh. Huh. There, there, there are, there's obviously software to film with, and then there's software to edit with. It depends on your approach. Every animator, generally speaking, has a different approach, even if they're using the same technology with their work. I like to be a little bit flexible and sometimes I have dual camera setups. I know for uh, Nomad, I shot with both my Canon Vixia HFR 700 camcorder as well as my iPhone 6S Plus using iMotion on the App Store. So one was just a camera and just taking photos with it. And then the other was a built-in software or app to film with. Another popular one that I've also used in the past and a good one to start out with both on iOS and Android if you're using a phone as a starting device or even as your daily driver for filming is Stop Motion Studio. 
because you do have some editing functionality built in with that software. You do have features that you might not have with other software, such as uh, chroma keying, like live chroma key. So you get to actually see the background as you're shooting rather than just have to edit it in post. It's not as clean, but it's still really cool to have that option, especially if you're starting out and figuring things out as you go along. So iMotion and Stop Motion Studio are my mobile app recommends. When I'm using a regular camera, I don't have another software. In terms of editing software, I've used HitFilm Express as well as more recently DaVinci Resolve. So those are my programs, at least on the computer for video editing my projects, because I do fairly heavy video editing. So I need powerful software that can pull it off other recommendations obviously if you have a mac you could have imovie it is serviceable enough to get the job done i would not recommend windows movie maker anymore even though i use that for a time if you have final cut pro as an option with mac that is another professional software that you could use on mobile my editor of choice is qcut pro i do a lot of video editing on my phone as well Actually, I used to do that only when I was using my iPod for all my projects, iMotion, Stop Motion Studio, and QCut Pro with other apps for visual effects and stuff like that. But uh, those those are mine for uh, software. Your move, Daniel. Uh, <laughs> uh, You're just like wow. Yeah, uh, like, I just I just use a, a tutorial based and business oriented software. It's called Camtasia. And it really isn't even meant for heavy-duty editing. It just so happened to be the one that I got for free. Yet that's where most of the work takes place, you know? I mean, it's formatted to be for certain presentations and marketing tools, but I use it for everything. Aside from that, I only use HitFilm for the basic image sequence, which is the animation itself. But Camtasia's the go-to I and guess. if i'm not mistaken didn't you also use davinci resolve for your color grading yeah yeah davinci resolve as well yeah um only only reason why davinci resolve was not the first one to come to mind is because my computer is struggling to keep that program afloat so um for filming i just use a dslr but so you capture in camera for all your projects yeah. you don't have a you don't outsource it to another software nope all righty wow we answered that uh, I mean, not as succinctly as it could be, but better than the others. So. <laughs> I think, I mean, I think we, I think we've learned our lesson. <laughs> uh, so next question is uh, this one's also from me. So this kind of like uh, kind of backs on to the very first question I asked from before. How did you two know you wanted to start uh, the a podcast? Question: Did we talk about this in uh, episode one? Did we? I mean, I think we did um, a little bit. But who actually watched episode uh, one? That was a train wreck. I didn't. I pity the people who watched episode one. Even though I low-key forced my family to watch it for uh, <laughs> notes. Yeah, he had, a, he had a Nerf gun pointed at him. He was like, son, was, what are you doing? Like, if, if you don't play the podcast, I go pew pew. <laughs> to answer the question of the podcast, it was something that we were talking about for a little while. It really stemmed from... Uh, so I was in an audio production class for college and I had to do a podcast style interview and I reached out to Daniel to be the subject of that interview. Because he wanted an F? Y yeah, I, I, I was setting myself up for failure because I didn't want a bachelor's degree. I wanted a bachelor's degree. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Daniel was my guest and we were able to do it through Discord. He was in the... Uh, he was on vacation on the other side of the planet. So that was that was kind of nifty. It was like 
uh, was it daytime for me and nighttime for you or vice versa? It might have been nighttime. Yeah, it was nighttime for you, daytime for I woke up at like 8, which was extra early because I usually yeah. wake up at 8.01. And it's funny because I, I was... I think I was late. Michael was messaging me. He was like, where the hell are you? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dreamland? Mm -hmm. So that was really fun to coordinate. But yeah. So we basically had to do, I, I had to do this interview podcast style thing. And it was a lot of fun. I very much enjoyed working on something like that. I I, I mean, you seem to enjoy being part of oh, it. Oh, no, I even loved though it. Yeah. It was a little bit stressful trying to, you know, coordinate the times and try to... I had very, I wouldn't necessarily say strict, but I had certain objectives that I had to meet certain requirements because of those limitations, because we were a little bit confined and we had to kind of work against the time limit. We had to hit certain beats and we also had to market it to a very general audience. It wasn't like people who would be at all familiar with who we are, or what we do. That kind of made us really reach out of our comfort zone and really try to like establish ourselves a little bit and kind of clearly communicate as best as possible who we are as quickly and efficiently as possible. But we talked about this experience, although we enjoyed it, and I still think it's a fantastic podcast. I still think it's good. We talked about a what if scenario where we could actually continue that. We were genuinely thinking about that potentially being a pilot episode for a podcast. Over time, we realized we kind of wanted to make it a little less strictly structured. We kind of wanted right. to make it a little more. As the animators assembled podcast, it, it was an idea. Like it was we an idea to do a before podcast before the animators assembled server even existed in the capacity that it does. Like we would get on calls and stuff. We knew that we wanted to sort of give back to the community. We saw that the community was in a position that it was kind of fragile. There was division and tension, and we kind of want to alleviate some of that and sort of restore the hope yeah. and the positivity right. a little bit with whatever us Schmendrick jabronis could come up with. <laughs> uh, so we thought, who knows? Maybe, maybe us Sheesters, uh, maybe, maybe we could do something. It's up to us. If we can do something, we should do something. Right. You have a, when you when you have the ability to do something, you have a moral obligation to do it. Point is, we wanted to give back and we kind of wanted to be the cheese of this grilled cheese yeah holding expressing ourselves together. and expressing others sharing in a community atmosphere through conversation casually talking about things and bonding and bringing people together because of that that's probably the best way to sum it up start out as a school project ended up becoming a, a charity case in a sense uh, a slightly egotistical charity case slightly <laughs> next question I guess next question we got is uh, this is from GNA Productions. Uh, what are you two most proud about with the podcast episode or Discord? Oh God, where do we start? Because this like... server was kind of even though we both came up with the podcast idea itself, the server kind of started with you. You're really the you're the one who kind of makes the makes everything function and work. I'm not smart enough for it. I, I'm the I'm the idea guy. You're the you're the you're the guy who makes it happen. I'm really just most proud of how everyone's come together at, at such a small scale. You know, it's not easy to work outside of your comfort zone. But when people started to join the server and started giving us feedback on the podcast, I was like, wow, we must be doing something right. You know, and and it, it's so important to me that everyone has a seat at the table. It's not that people are left out or left feeling like no one's going to help them with the project because we were all small animators at one point. We still relatively are. And it's just great to have a, a unified portion of the community 
in a less than humble server a, a, like a, a server that is able to not only bring the the uh, the brains or bring the talent but also the fun it's become more than an idea i'm going to say that i'm really proud of us for the doubling down on the commitment in a sense because this is a bit of a shot in the dark daniel kind of initiated <laughs> the creation of the server even though I had ideas for how to expand upon it and build something more out of it. We kind of worked together to make that happen. And then we were like, you know, we were inviting people to the server to just be part of like little movie nights and stuff like that. And it was fun. And we weren't, we didn't quite create the podcast just yet. And we were, it was an idea that was kickstarted, especially since there was an event in the community that made Michael specifically go, we need to do, we need to, start moving this 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 boat otherwise we're going to sink you know like yeah. this was an initiative that needed to be propelled in order for us to get anything started whatsoever otherwise we felt like our obligations would have been over- overlooked and our responsibilities would have been wasted so it was it was my idea but it was his yes and it's really like this uh, how everything between us started it was really his call he was like well we got to do this because it's important now more than ever you had the you had the seed and he, had a little, kinda, he had a little water can at the right soil it gave it sunlight kissed it goodnight i don't know other plant analogies <laughs> kissed it goodnight but yeah so you came in with the idea and i sort of fleshed it out and hashed it out and we were both looking at this need there was this void in the community in a sense where we felt like we could kind of fill the gap bridge the gap between different people put people on the same page and we were talking about the idea we were like yeah we we should really do this at some point but then over time we just started to realize just how important and necessary it was and how soon it needed to happen so we brought it upon ourselves to make it happen and i think that commitment not only to expanding upon the server inviting more people into it to just kind of foster that community on its own we were trying to do a lot of server stuff before we even officially doubled down on the podcast but when we really started to notice that yeah we need a way to sort of reach out to other people beyond just through discord itself we need to branch out from this platform and get eyes on this we, we need some way to sort of really express that interest and make a statement. So we made the pilot episode uh, kind of on a whim. We were like, we wanted to do it. And it took a couple of weeks to schedule the time to do it. It took almost a month to set the first episode in motion. And then we quickly followed up with a second episode. After that, once we had those first two episodes and we really felt reassured, in our mission, our goal, and the idea that, yes, this is something that not only we want to do and we can do, but people want us to do it. We talked about in episode three, the reception to the first two, and just how critical that was to us really deciding to move forward with it. So we we scheduled out the future. There's a lot of stuff that we have coming down the pipeline, hopefully. I've never been more committed and dedicated to something, I'd say. I I try to do my best to literally, I plan out weeks in advance. All right, this is the day and the time to do this because this is so special and important. I feel like I have a purpose. We have a purpose now. You all have a purpose too by being here, by listening to this. Like I can't be more proud of just how much we've already been able to accomplish and yet there's so much more we have yet to do. There's We have plans and I'm really excited and cautiously optimistic about whether or not we can make them happen too because so far so good i i guess it's easy to overlook how how important 
your contribution really is, your input and your questions and your feedback right out of my mouth. Because they are without that, the output is also affected. You know what I mean? Like if I hadn't seen the positive comments or the 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 uh, the words of affirmation coming from other people about how uh, th- how much they love the podcast, how they relate to it, or how how they engaged with it in a particular way, I don't think I would be as encouraged to edit the podcast or would be as encouraged to uh, schedule it so late on a Thursday night uh, just to record it. You know, I wouldn't be in tune with the with with an expectation I uphold if there wasn't a reception. What would you sum up your initial answer to the question as? Because I'd say mine would be just the commitment. Would you just be just the fact that it, I, I'm just glad it worked. You know, I'm glad it's it's it worked. it worked and it's not a single. I'm glad it's a two way street. I'm glad we don't so to, have to, to, to sum it up. The fact that it even happened in the first place, right. the fact that we were able to double down on it and commit to it. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, just the the feedback we've been able to get the reception to it. It's unlike what we imagined. Again, we all have purpose and that's that's profound. That's powerful. It makes a statement about who we are and what we really want to do. Okay, so um we got one from Bailey here. Uh about paperback productions, can't forget whichever one he prefers. Uh what is the what is your process of writing from the initial idea down to finalizing a first draft, et cetera? Great question. Uh, we talked a little bit about it in the most recent episode leading into this, uh, episode four with uh, Forgotten Tactic. We talked about the fact that there are a bunch of different ways to sort of like eliminate what services the characters that are at the core of the story. It depends on what you're writing and you might have a different approach depending on the content itself, the genre, the time that you have, the medium that it's for. There are a bunch of different variables at play. How about you, Daniel? Uh, yeah, I think uh, just story, focusing on your story and your characters and, and making sure that you have a not only a basic idea, but a strong idea of who they are and who you want them to be and the uh, resonance the audience will have with them once they walk away from watching or reading or listening to what you just made. I guess if you have that basic impact because of a strong idea, you should be able to figure out, you know, your second drafts, your third drafts, so long as you have a sturdy foundation. There's a lot of stuff that you could get from our upcoming episodes, as well as the two current ones that we have as of this recording. So feel free to dive into them for more if you are interested in those topics. I kind of want to spin this question into a slightly different angle as well while we're at it. What is the process of writing an episode of this podcast, generally speaking? What, what should we talk about that? A it's little not bit? much of a process. It's really a, uh, it's a system. I would say that it is a little bit of a process, but the mileage may vary on a case by case, episode by episode basis. I think each episode is kind of unique, uh, depending on the circumstances of recording, depending on the topic that we're thinking about, depending on the guest, if we have a guest, if not, who that guest is, if we do, if we can get them on. Yeah, if we can schedule that in advance. The first episode, we had an idea and we just ran with it. And that was literally it. From that point on, we started writing. I mean, we had like a very, very basic outline, the basic idea and just points that we wanted to talk about. It wasn't really structure or anything like that, just a list of things to talk about. 
Next episode, we kind of refined that outline a little bit approach. We had our guests, we knew who that guest was going to be, and we knew what we were going to talk about with them. But sometimes you have that outline, which has kind of discussion questions. Maybe it has an order and it has an estimation for how much time each segment can take. But obviously, when you get to recording with that outline, that writing process kind of changes on the fly as you're recording. Again, depending on the insight, depending on the recording circumstances, depending on what each person has to say and when they have to say. There are a lot of variables to consider, but we try to make it linear when we present it to the audience. But what you don't see. And admittedly, is, it's, a, it's a bit of a hot mess behind the scenes. Yeah. It is, we are a constant work in progress. And after each episode, we kind of talk about how we felt the recording session went, things that we liked, things that could be improved. So the script is always changing. We're making things up as we go. But that's kind of the fun of it. That's the charm of it too. It's a constantly growing, changing, evolving, living, breathing thing in a sense. So yeah, that's a bonus question. Moosinator, what's next? This is a question from moi, and yours truly. Hell yeah. Uh, can you tell us which guests are going to appear next on the No. <laughs> <laughs> that would ruin the fun, wouldn't it? Like, we didn't tell y'all about Moose's appearance for this episode. So, yeah, no. And plus, we don't want to, on top of that, let's just say we have episodes planned for the next several months. Mm -hmm. We've planned this well out in advance. We're already asking new people to come in. There are new people and there are, they may be animators, they may be not, but we do have some really promising talent joining us in the future installments. And besides, if we give you exact names, you'll kind of, you kind of get, then you're going to, you're going to wait for them. You're going to expect them. We, we talked about the fact that we were going to try and do every other episode with a guest. Obviously, this kind of broke that pattern a little bit, even though Moose is just our moderator right now. Moose will be coming back for an actual episode. I'll say that much. Moose will be in. We want to keep you guys on your toes. We want to keep you guessing and we want to keep these refreshing. Like we don't want to let you know that next week we have blah, blah, blah when we can't get them on or it doesn't exactly. end up exactly. It, it doesn't end up being as interesting for you. If we can't deliver on them immediately, it might reduce the satisfaction you have with meeting other people who might be worth your while. It's kind of like watching a show and you know exactly, sure, you have an idea b because of a It's snippet. like knowing all the spoilers, right. knowing who the guest cameos are and stuff like that. And besides, we have we have guests planned out and we have topics planned out. We have out. a lot of future episodes planned out. We cannot say exact names right now, but trust us, have faith in us. Put simply, we do have people coming on. <laughs> put simply, gonna, stay tuned. Yes, stay tuned for more coming soon. What's next? Next one we got is... Um... Is it, will there be more original songs from the Oh, that's a good one. For listeners who don't watch our outtakes on Instagram, I did a parody of Somewhere Over the Rainbow from The Wizard of Oz, Somewhere Over the Mando, The Mandalorian, and people really liked it. That's probably our most popular outtake. It did take a little bit of time and effort to actually make that happen. It was kind of a, an idea on the fly. That was a lot of fun. I don't know if I'll be able to write any more right away i know i talked about doing an animators assembled theme song parody type thing of the earth's mightiest heroes avengers assembled theme song but i cannot confirm or deny whether or not there will be more original songs just yet we'll see but yeah i really liked the cover of the song thank you okay so i think is going another one from bailey is can I be the official number one Australian boy of the podcast fan? Absolutely. Sure. <laughs>
Okay, so um, this is from uh, Blaze Animations. He said, uh, who was the first animator you guys to talk to? Ooh. And I'm assuming he means in the community. So Yeah. God, I don't even remember. That is really tough. That's tough. Oh, I don't know. I'm just going to... I mean, another thing to say is that um, before I start out in the Marvel and DC and superhero side of the animation community, I started with the Transformers side. The first person I think I actually talked to in the stop motion community from the Transformers side was Zero One Transfan, Dakota. I got to know the Transformers side of the community before I became part of the Marvel community. But all the more why it's good that Animators Assembled exists, because now I wish a past version of me could have had something like this where you could easily just jump in and get to know a bunch of people all at once. That is a really good question, actually. I, I'm having trouble remembering uh, the first person I interacted with on this platform specifically, because I think I I was very much a solo act when I first started out, and that's part of the reason why Michael kind of volunteered to work on the Black Ant. But I do remember talking to Spider Knight four thirteen uh, as the I think he was the first um, animator I talked to, formerly your friendly neighborhood animator, and I don't remember what we talked about. Funny enough, the group chat that we were in with our other pal, Arkham Animations, uh, was I, I named it Animators Assembled. So that's that's where that's where the the name for the server and the podcast came from. For those curious, even though I I my personal headcanon is that it existed because of you know Avengers Assemble. I think we have one more. I do want to say one quick thing about answering okay. that last question before we go on to the last one. The first animator I talked to, and he also was my inspiration to do stop motion whenever we used to do it, was uh, Trickshot726. Love him. Yeah, great guy. He was the very first person I interviewed for my interviews. And ever since then, we became friends. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's just really cool that how one conversation can spawn into, uh, can sometimes spawn into like a friendship. So I guess the last question that we got here is uh can guests apply as host because <laughs> the two we gotta suffer through right now are knuckleheads <laughs> i mean moose you're already out here gunning for our job like because you're doing it better than we do <laughs> yeah I, I, between I, uh, so... you and warren and uh, even forgotten tactic i mean all three of you have collectively done a better <laughs> yep. job with this than we well, have. have maybe we'll just retire i don't know well, I mean, I've had experiences running, running many different podcasts over the years, so... I, I You're might... even more qualified than us. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> well, we all gotta start somewhere. I, always, I do think you guys are off to a good start, if I'm being honest, so... Thank you. Uh, and I mean, I couldn't... We're five I episodes in and fell off to for, a good start. For a start. fifth episode, I don't <laughs> think we could have done anything better. Like, I, I think this is the perfect way to celebrate making it to five episodes. And hopefully there's still more that are yet to come. I think we covered everything. I think that's everything. So, um, Moose, thank you for being our Moose-erator, I mean moderator, on the Q&A. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's been I believe you great. were supposed to keep us in check, but we just <laughs> I mean, disobeyed you. I mean, I let you, guys, I let you guys have a little fun. You know, I feel like I, I, I let you guys be free. We were and, tugging on the leash, and you you gave it a little bit of you gave us a little bit of slack. Next time you're gonna rain it. Yeah, in. next time we ever come back as a moderator, I, I'll be more strict. <laughs> be like, I'll have a timer, and every yeah. time you guys go over like 
ten minutes. Get like, ah, okay, that's enough. Like, Stop. Yeah, just Moose is gonna be like, guys. Sometimes you don't even have to open your mouth. <laughs> Okay, have you guys ever heard the word stop? Because that's what I need you to do right now, okay? <laughs> shit. Uh, speaking of stop, this is the stop of the actual podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Whether yeah, thank this you. be your first episode or if you've been an active listener throughout previous episodes or even since the beginning, really means the world to us. I really hope you enjoyed. As always, uh, we have... Our, if you're watching on YouTube, we have our social media handles and profiles that you can check out. Uh, we do have the Amherst Assembled Discord server that you can join and get to know us a little bit better, a little bit more personally. Be part of the community. And with that said, to close this out, Daniel, you are going to do your best impression oh, shit. of Craig. <clears throat> now recording. I don't know, Moose. I'd give him an F. How about you? I'll give you an A for effort. <laughs> A for effort. I couldn't think of more accurate representation. I give you an A for effort. (laughs) Cut the check.